0: Hello, welcome. Welcome to the Soul Evolution Center show on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Katie Simone. I'm the founder of soulevolutioncenter.com. I'm also an advanced channeler of light beings. Uh, On this Blog Talk Radio show that I host on uh, most Fridays, I share many of my psychic experiences, spiritual knowledge, metaphysical knowledge, I also share uh, meditational messages that I channeled from light beings. And these are all free resources for you and for your well-being. soulevolutioncenter.com's mission is to help you evolve into your best life. And these are the teachings that I hope to impart uh, for you on this platform. And you can also review previous episodes that are archived for free 24-7 Um, If you uh, just go to the the social platform of soulevolutioncenter.com and you can have all these prior episodes available to you at a fingertip uh, to listen and and replay. So the past few episodes of this show, I've been sharing uh, some of my more prominent and extraordinary out-of-body experiences. I feel this is the time and age to share about such teachings. I had a spiritual awakening in 2009, and you can learn more about my spiritual awakening and some of the details on my website, SoulEvolutionCenter.com, under the tab, Meet Katie. <clears throat> but I'll just briefly review with you uh, what I experienced. I had a spiritual awakening in 2009, and from that, I realized on a deep level that I am a spiritual being having a physical existence for my evolution Uh, prior to my spiritual awakening I never thought about my spirituality it wasn't on my radar the people in my immediate field were not into spirituality Uh, but in 2009 uh, all that changed for me and then uh, because of this deep realization I came to it profoundly changed my life and I started looking out into the world with a different vision a new awareness and understanding. I really began to see uh, over the past uh, seven years, it's going on now since my spiritual awakening, how each human being is an evolving soul, and how each soul has decided to incarnate on the earthly plane for learning, for experiences, and for one's own evolution. And so that's how I now view my own life, my family members' lives, and my friends' lives, and all those that I encounter. I always stop and think, how is this soul evolving through this incarnation? I know it sounds really strange, but that is the bigger, broader structure as to the nature of our existence here on this planet Earth. Many people wonder, what is my purpose? What am I here to do? We are here to evolve, and when I mean evolve, I mean realize our, our true nature, our divine essence, that we are divine eternal beings, having this earthly incarnation for our development, and that our life continues on um, even after a physical passing. And what are we evolving toward? What is everyone's purpose? What is everyone's life purpose? is to become more and more the divine being that we are, which means becoming more of a loving uh, being, becoming more compassionate, more joyful, uh, and more peaceful. Simply that. It is no more than that. Uh, I know it sounds too basic, but that is exactly why each and every one of us has decided to incarnate in human form on the earthly plane, to become more of the divine being that we are and to realize the levels of love, kindness, compassion and peace and joy that is innately our makeup and inherently who we are. It is just our personalities that are egoic-based that prevents or shrouds us from realizing that. And so what I hope to teach at soulevolutioncenter.com is how to be more evolved, how to evolve into that divine nature that you are, how to reveal that core essence of how you've been created. And so part of that, uh, part of being a divine being is realizing that we are multidimensional. We exist on many levels of existence. We do not just have one lifetime here on the earthly plane. I'm sure many of you are familiar with the concept of past lives or reincarnation. Yes, yes, many of us have past lives. Many of us have numerous past lives. And I telepathically have heard on numerous occasions that I've had 75 past lifetimes on the planet Earth. I told you earlier that I had a spiritual awakening in 2009 well from that profound experience I realized I have the ability to receive information telepathically in my own mind in my thought voice it comes naturally into my cerebral hemisphere and because I am working on a discipline and practice of becoming more mindful more aware and present in the moment, I am able to tell when I'm receiving these telepathic transmissions, that's what I call it, transmissions. These are actually messages from beings that exist on other frequencies. We exist as human beings on the third dimensional level plane of existence, where it appears to us that everything, most things are hard, you know, grounded, and that we can physically touch and see with our senses. But there are numerous planes of existence, and we can experience this in our human life because we know many of our electronics work on those uh, levels of frequency that we cannot really discern with our physical senses. When we use our iPhones or smartphones, when we use our laptops, we cannot see the electronic transmissions radiating from our device, from our physical devices. I'm sure many of us cannot see it. I personally cannot see it. Uh, So, But nevertheless, these frequencies and transmissions do exist. So that is just one example on the human plane, which I'm sharing, so that you can understand this concept of frequency and vibration and know that it is intangible, but nevertheless very real, and it does exist. Also, just to give you another example of sound, there are levels of sound that we can hear readily with our uh, with our human ears, but there are also decibels of sound at different p- pitches at different frequencies that we cannot hear in audible sounds, but nevertheless, those sounds do exist. A classic example is a dog whistle. Uh, where you blow into the whistle and you cannot most people cannot hear that pitch, but Dogs can because their ears are more acute. So I, I've shown to you a few or shared with you a few examples of how a frequency can exist on levels that we cannot physically ascertain. And that's exactly how it, it works with these other alternate dimensions of reality. There are dimensions of reality that exist where there are other human being types uh, living in cities, uh, having social dynamics, communities, raising their children, having pets, uh, having recreation, etc. Except these dimensions are not readily ascertainable to many of us. Some people have heightened senses and are able to detect these some of these other dimensional realms for example mediums mediums are a type of a heightened acute human being who can communicate with loved ones on the other side or i would say in another dimension and sometimes some mediums and even people who don't consider themselves mediums may be able to see ghostly apparitions with their physical eyes that other people around them cannot see so there are some human beings that have developed senses, either uh, physical visual senses or clairvoyant uh, senses, where it's inside your mind's eye, where you're able to perhaps touch, communicate, or even interact with these other dimensional realities. My own experiences have been in my auto bodies, and also during some of my meditations. I'm able to, let's say, get a glimpse or even interact with these other dimensional realities. Since 2009, I've been chronicling some of my more major of bodies to help teach others. Uh, as more and more people awaken, more and more people are going to realize um, there's so much more to their dream state, to their sleep state, than they realize. They're going to see that they are dimensional beings and actually having visitations uh, to other realms of existence, um, interacting with other beings, or even their loved ones in spirit. And that has happened to me personally numerous, on numerous occasions since 2009 in my out of bodies. So most of my out of bodies occur during an altered state of consciousness, which to me is my sleep state. In our sleep state, we all naturally, um, let's say, leave our physical body. When we, when I say we, I mean a level of our consciousness is actually able to travel un unhindered, uh, without obstacles of the egoic human mechanisms such as fear or uh, stress or anxiety that you're going to another. Unusual or unknown plane of existence these type of feelings and emotions can act as blocks and can prevent us From having a lucid out-of-body And what I mean by lucid is that you uh, how I define it is you're actually able to retain Details of your experience you have memory recall upon waking up um, from your out-of-body experiences some of you probably are Uh, Lucidly dreaming and are remembering snippets or entire segments of your dream time or parts of your dreamscapes, as I refer to them. And some of you um, wake up every morning and cannot recall many of the dream details you had. Since my spiritual awakening in 2009, besides developing heightened psychic senses, like I shared uh, with hearing, having the ability to hear information telepathically. I also became a lucid dreamer. My dream time changed drastically. It was like a light switch went, went on, and it was quite overwhelming for me, and that's why I began to share my experiences to help those human beings who are on the planet now who are having similar experiences and do not understand what, what is going on. I hope in sharing as I do on this show that you can learn uh, from my own uh, from my own experiences and hopefully have less fear or no fear and. And be better able to navigate and flow through your auto bodies so that is a service I perform and I know I am meant to do this because I've heard telepathically to chronicle my experiences I heard telepathically in my own thought voice to share what I know and how I learned it so this is what I do to help my uh, fellow human being and I do it willingly and with great enthusiasm and I'm hoping that if you've had similar experiences as I have shared, to please comment on this episode. Share your comments on this show. I would love to read them and learn from them and just to see if there's similarities or differences. You know the ex- experiences that I share are my personal experiences. Your auto body experiences may be different or it may be very similar, but I am hearing telepathically now that it is important for me to highlight and share because there are some consistencies, though there are variations. And I'm hearing all this telepathically now, so it's important to uh, create a comprehensive uh, framework, and that's what I'm doing. I'm here, and I heard that telepathically just now. That's what I'm doing. I'm creating a sort of conceptual framework, hopefully a foundation, and. Uh, Hopefully, based on the feedback I received from my episodes, I, we can build on the foundation together, because it's in our togetherness, and when we share with our combined efforts and our combined intelligence and intuition, that all knowledge is uh, amplified and is accelerated. So the universe loves when we work together in community, in a cooperative, collaborative effort. All that I just said was just channeled which means I heard it telepathically and then the moment I received it I shared it with you and so this is how I work and you'll, you'll hear me refer to this uh, uh, throughout my throughout this episode and future episodes as well so I want to share this special out of body that I had and I awoke from this out of body at 7:24 a.m. and I like to note the time that I awake, if possible, just as a frame of reference and to provide additional details for my viewers. Uh, Many times I experience out-of-bodies in my sleep state naturally and spontaneously without initiating it. And it it really does happen uh, at all times of the late evening or early morning during my sleep state. But more often than not, it seems that uh, usually the, the most fertile times block to experience an out-of-body for myself naturally is somewhere uh, in the uh, early morning state before waking up and a few hours before I actually wake up, the, three, the three, three to three and a half hours before I wake up for the day. So uh, I'm going to share this out-of-body because it was prominent and let's say uh, certain uh, things were brought up that were unusual and different than what I've heard in the past, or it uh, was a change, or more there was more revelations. There were more revelations. Um, so in this out-of-body, I became lucid, which means that I started remembering details uh, of my uh, dimensional travels. And uh, many times during my out-of-bodies, I don't experience the exit out of my physical body or the entrance into my physical body. But nevertheless, these out-of-bodies are valid and real. And I share them so that you know uh, how how out-of-bodies may occur, that you don't uh, need to necessarily experience the exit of your consciousness from your physical body and the entrance back when it returns. So I became lucid to find myself in a large gymnasium area, like a high school gymnasium and there were many people milling about, people I was not familiar with, and there, were, there weren't any of my family members there as well. Many times not a bodies I have found that a family member will be there with me or will show up sometime during the out-of-body, and I feel that is some kind of mechanism, universal mechanism, to provide comfort and security for the out-of-body traveler, and some sort of reassurance I'm hearing telepathically now. But in this uh, out of body, I I I was not with familiar people, and uh, all of a sudden, um, people. I heard a voice from the crowd, and I heard this is what I heard verbally: the Arcturians are here. The Arcturians are here, and I was so surprised. I could not believe that the Arcturians were there. Let me give you some background on the Arcturians. Uh, Since my spiritual awakening in two thousand and nine, I have heard. I am an Arcturian telepathically. I've heard this at random times during the day. I hear this when I fall asleep at night just as I'm drowsing off. You are an Arcturian. You are an Arcturian. You are an Arcturian. And it's repeated over and over again, sometimes at the same time, four or five times in a row. And sometimes telepathically, I'll say back to the universe, okay, I heard you. I'm an Arcturian. Could you give me another bit of information about that? That would be helpful and useful to me to understand. But what is an Arcturian? An Arcturian is a type of extraterrestrial. And to be honest with you, I didn't even know what an Arcturian was when I started hearing it. I had to Google it. And still, it is unclear because, um, you know, there was lack of solid knowledge, evidential knowledge on the internet about Arcturians. But because I've heard this numerous times, and especially in the uh, last quarter of 2015, I must have heard you're an Arcturian a hundred times telepathically. And when I hear a message that many times repeated, I am clear and I will take that message as authentic, valid information. If I hear something telepathically once or twice, it's very odd or or unusual. I might say, well, I'm just going to think about that and keep it on a shelf and see if I hear it again. But I've heard this missive, which means a sort of delivery, uh, that I'm an Arcturian so many times. Like I said, it must be over 100 times in frequency count by now. And so, and again, and I know it's authentic because I, on a conscious level, I don't have an affinity with Arcturians. As I shared, I didn't even know what Arcturian was, and I had to Google it. And I, and I never had an obsession with extraterrestrials, but I was always fascinated by extraterrestrials as a child. I loved sci-fi movies and uh, movies with extraterrestrials in them. So I always had an, an attraction, but as an adult, uh, it was nothing more than that. And so when I hear this information that is so highly unusual, and information that I cannot relate to on a conscious level, I say to myself, this has to be authentic, Validating information. How could I come up with this? I don't even know what this is How can my imagination come up with this on a conscious level? So that's how you know you're receiving authentic Channeled information and when I say channeled I mean that it's coming from another source from another frequency or dimensional plane This is not coming from a human being telling me and I'm I'm an Arcturian This is coming from a telepathic uh, my own telepathic thought voice and so I've been hearing that I'm an Arcturian, and it, the, the frequency of this has been amped up, like I said, since third, fourth quarter 2015, first quarter 2016 that we're in now. Now is the month of February. And so I've been telepathically asking back when I hear I'm an Arcturian, what is an Arcturian? Can I see the planet? Uh, could you send me clairvoyant images in my third eye about some of my relatives and my family members Can I meet my family members I would telepathically ask I invite the Arcturians to interact with me in, in my dream state i'm a, I'm a lucid dreamer at times I, I would love, love to meet with them and communicate with them in my dream state I've shared this telepathic request many times and unfortunately I have not received, a uh, response back uh, telepathically, or uh, an addressment of my request. Let's just put it that way. But however, uh, this morning I did have an out of body. Where in the out of body, uh, the Arcturians were present. And that's this is the first time since I've started chronicling my out of bodies from 2009 that uh, the Arcturians were ever present in one of my out of bodies. And so when I was in this gymnasium and I heard that, I believe it was a female voice from the crowd say the Arcturians are there, I I just got so excited. I thought that perhaps this may be the time for me to meet my fellow Arcturian, learn a little bit more about my my extraterrestrial ancestry, and know that there are many human beings on the earth now that actually are hybrids and are uh, coming from different alien races. I know this sounds way out there, and believe me, before my awakening, I would have—I would—I would have been a critic, I would have been a skeptic, and slightly cynical about this. But since my spiritual awakening, my world has turned upside down, inside out, and I'm having all sorts of uh, unique experiences. And I feel like Alice in Wonderland sometimes, and I've gone down the rabbit hole. It's very similar to that. And so I was excited. The Arcturians were there. So I start looking around. But to be honest with you, in this gymnasium, there were quite a few people there just milling about. But no one that looked like an extraterrestrial. If there was an Arcturian there, they were in human form and very similar to a human being. And so uh, all of a sudden, a male appeared in front of me. And between his two hands, uh, I'll put my hands like, like this, there was a light form. Uh, Let me just say it was a glowing, and the term I heard telepathically upon waking up was phosphorus. Phosphorus means to glow. So it was a phosphorus mass, uh, uh, let's say, without any borders between his uh, two hands. And his hands were about a foot and a half apart. And it was uh, like a gray white light. It wasn't a brilliant white light, but it was some kind of glowing mass. And so he hands this glowing mass to me. When I take it. I don't know if he was an Arcturian, if he was an Arcturian a shape-shifter form as a human being, that wasn't revealed to me. And even now as I think about it and I ask for telepathic information, it's not being revealed to me. I've learned to release my expectations for information um, at times. Um, so he gave me this glowing mass and as soon as I took it in my hands, the mass started accelerating, and before you know it, I'm holding on to this mass and I'm flying through the air with momentum. Let me just say I was very similar. You know how Superman, the, the superhero, flies in the air, uh, in his uh, vintage or iconic gesture, and he has one arm out in front of him and the other arm like that. Well, that's me flying through the air, except I have two arms like this and I'm holding this phosphorus mass, and this mass is taking me somewhere. I don't know where. And, and at this time, as soon as the mass started to accelerate with me holding on to it, the whole uh, gymnasium scene dissipated and went to black. Okay? So now I'm traveling through space. And to be honest with you, I didn't re- know if I had my eyes closed because I actually was afraid that I was going to start hitting people because I'm holding on to this mass and I'm I, I did start off in the gymnasium. And I'm thinking, I'm going to collide with people inside the gymnasium. And I was a little worried about that. So I I might have closed my eyes not to view, you know, these possible collisions. But I think in actuality what happened was as soon as I uh, held that mass, I was transported into a sort of wormhole. And a wormhole is a term I, I use. Another term I use that was telepathically channeled is the term interdimensional corridor. Uh, and you may have heard the term wormhole on sci-fi movies. They're they're portals. They're portals between different dimensions of reality. They're, uh, sometimes they're referred to as tunnels, light tunnels. And so, I've experienced portal experience experiences many times, and I've blogged about them on my blog, which is part of Soul Evolution website. And I shared some portal experiences here on prior episodes. So I do. Have uh, experience with going through portals to get to another dimensional reality. So what I think what happened is when I was holding on to this uh mass of light, uh, I actually changed. I actually uh, immediately went into some sort of wormhole or portal, and it was looked like dark space. And uh, when I was in this wormhole portal, still holding on to this phosphorous mass uh, uh, in front of me, I started to see, let's say, a sort of scene. And it was uh, it was a huge circle, uh, probably the size of three human beings uh, standing on top of each other. And it reminded me, let's say, of some sort of turbine. That's the immediate impression I had. And so, The reason why I thought it was a turbine was because it was actually a vortex. And so, as I approached, uh, as I'm flying into this circular opening, uh, I I see what looks like a single helix, like a DNA helix. And it's huge, it's from floor to to ceiling. And it's made up of rectangular, individually colored tiles. And what I mean, these tiles were not overlapping, they were adjacent these t- these rectangular tiles that made up the single strand helix, uh, were perhaps five inches long and maybe three, three or four inches wide. And each one was a different color. It was multicolored. And each tile was a solid color. When you put them all together, it looks like multicolor. And I believe it was, let me just, so it was a single strand helix, but it was huge. And so now I'm flying over this single-strand helix made up of these rectangular, multicolored tiles. And as I'm flying over it, I kind of see a singular rectangular tile come from under me, floating in the air, and it just hooks on to the single helix. And then I hear a clatch or a click as if that tile was latched onto the helix. So in interpreting this afterward, I would say that there was a missing rectangular tile in this helix, and then uh, it it came to find its place and actually got reattached. It was just one tile, and believe me, this helix had hundreds of tiles. So you can say it's a a very complex structure. That's the way it was shown to me in the out-of-body, okay? And my takeaway from this uh, in real life, is that helix was a, an archetype or a symbol for actual human DNA, uh, a D- DNA uh, helix. And each one of those little bitty rectangular tiles that was on my out-of-body helix, this probably represents the amount of detail we have in our human DNA uh, helix. So that's a big, big takeaway and actually a big revelation, okay? And so... And it was shown to me very pictorially not that scientifically do you see how i experienced this knowledge and how it was imparted to me so i flew over this helix i'm flying over this helix and um i am now like look i have flown over this helix now what i do and actually another thing is as i start to fly into this circular entrance which to me was like a turbine as I flew into it, I yelled out loud. I am in the vortex. I'm in the vortex. I yell out loud, and I yell this out loud because, in the out of body, I thought I was imparting information, um, to the other people in the gymnasium that I had just left. But sometimes I I do this mechanism where I talk out loud during my out of bodies, and I believe it's a, it's a mechanism for me to remember and recall the details of the out of body. So for me, that was a mechanism. By verbally expressing at the time that I indeed was in a vortex. Okay? And in the vortex was a huge single strand DNA helix. And so now I am kind of flying over the helix um, and uh, surpass the helix. And I do this thing where I look behind me. And once in a while, I do remember to do that on out of bodies. I do like to chronicle and document the details of my out-of-body and be aware of my surroundings. So at times, I've learned to discipline myself and have the practice during an out-of-body to remember to look around, scan the area laterally above me, behind me. So that's what I was doing here. I actually remember to look behind me to see what the scene I had just left looks like from that perspective. And that would be a takeaway for me to share with you. If you become lucid during an out-of-body where you start to remember the details, try to be an explorer. Uh, Learn from the landscape that that you are in. Take a look around. Observe your surroundings. Remember to look uh, to your left and right bilaterally. Remember to look behind you. That would be a teaching point I would like to emphasize to you at this time for those uh, who are about to have out-of-bodies or are experiencing it. so I look behind me and I see, I see two other human beings floating in that vortex that the single helix is in. I cannot, I'm not familiar with these human beings. They're just random human beings. But do you see that is showing me and the teaching here is that there's other human beings that are experiencing uh, similar uh, situations or having that same type of out of body. I'm not the only one. And that really is a big teaching uh, for me. The reason why I share what I share is because I know I'm not the only one. And that there's going to be more and more people having these experiences. So it was shown to me there was two people floating and hovering above that helix that I just come out of. And next thing you know, uh, I am. this is what I refer to as ejection. I'm injected into a scene. And to be honest with you, that term ejection was telepathically channeled to me. I was looking for a term to explain what, hap- what happens when you travel through a wormhole or portal or tunnel and then you right away you're placed in another dimensional scene or landscape. It could be something very humanistic like a city street, uh, a, sit- uh, 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 a beach scene, something like that. And so I, uh, the term I was using was a term deposited. I was deposited into the, the dimension. And then as I was sharing one of my out-of-bodies uh, in this, on my blog talk radio, telepathically I heard ejection. So I said, oh, that's the more technical term I'm supposed to use. And that makes sense because ejection implies that you're traveling with a certain amount of force and momentum and speed. And then all of a sudden it just stops, right? Isn't that what, what the word ejection implies. So I was ejected into a dimensional scene and in this uh, scene was a simple office uh, room. And that's a common common scene, a common platform to be ejected into. Sometimes it's a hallway, sometimes I'm in a room, and sometimes I'm outside. Uh, so I was ejected into an interior space and there were five men, they are middle-aged men, and they kind of reminded me of, uh, let's just say, five men meeting together for a business meeting in corporate. I've worked in corporate, uh, and so sometimes that type of analogy is used many times in my out-of-bodies, because the brain and the subconscious use what is familiar to the out-of-body astral travel, traveler. Astral traveler means is another term for someone who has out-of-bodies. And so these men, uh, they appeared to be dressed up in business like collared shirts and dressier slacks, professional type slacks. So to me, I would have thought that uh, I, I would compare it to I just walked into some kind of corporate casual meeting because the men were sitting in the each. They were each sitting in their own individual chairs. Uh, it wasn't like a boardroom table, so it wasn't that formal. And as soon as uh, and I'm standing up and these men are just kind of circling me. In their individual chairs Um, and so a man up before me with dark hair who was sitting down um, he says he asked me where are you from to be honest with you many times not a bodies I'm ejected into these dimensional scenes sometimes there's people there to greet me but very rarely does anyone ask me immediately where are you from Many times they take me and they escort me to another area. So this guy was curious and maybe, and now I'm hearing telepathically, it was unexpected. My visit there was unexpected. And uh, so he, uh, and so in that moment that he asked me that, I could feel my brain processes compiling and analyzing like a computer and I, i said to him i decided i wasn't going to tell him where i was from so i said to him i'm not going to tell you where i'm from if i i could have said earth which i probably would have said but i actually went through this rational process because maybe on some level intuitive level and maybe that would have been a deal breaker or would have caused some strife for me um because i've noticed in other out of bodies when i've shared that i shared from that i was from earth one time i actually had a band of people chase me and kind of um, chase me out of their dimension. So I, I, I learned to be careful and selective who I share that I'm from Earth from, with Earth from. And so I decided not to tell them to keep it discreet and to myself. And I said, well, what, what is this place? Where are you from? What is this place called? Because I love to get information i love to get information about these other dimensions, what their names are, their locations, because I am an explorer, and I want to share this so that I can take this information back and share with my viewers like you here today. And you know what he says? He goes, I'm not going to tell you because you're going to tell everyone. And, I, and then I said to him, yeah, you're right, I am going to tell everyone. And I share it on my blog. I'm probably put on my Facebook. I'm probably talk about it on my blog talk radio. So he was right. And I said to him, "Yeah, I said because that's my function. I am meant to tell, uh, to share this information. That's one of my life purposes. I am meant to bring this information back. And then I and I do this thing. And sometimes I do this in out of bodies where I start to counsel these strange, you know, human like beings." As i give him like a teaching moment and so i said so I said to him you know you have a special purpose the the other men here and I point to the other men they all they're all created uniquely and they all have something to share and so this is what I do my unique purpose is to bring back information from my antibodies, bodies you know and um <laughs> I know this sounds so strange but it's uh this is the way it's Unfolding, and then uh, next thing you know, um, the auto the uh, auto body breaks. Okay, so immediately I, when I wake up in bed, I look at the digital clock on the nightstand, 7:24 a.m. on Saturday morning of uh, February uh, 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, and so I immediately telepathically ask for guidance. Because I have a relationship with my angels and, and certain light beings. Sometimes I even know their names. And so I like to ask in the moment, the immediate moment, what was that about? What what was I to experience? What was I to learn? Where did I go? So I asked them. I said, what was going on with that out of body? And sometimes when I ask for information telepathically, I only get bits and pieces back. But I'm thankful for that. At least it's something, right? Um, I'm not... not might not be a streaming dialogue or explanation of coherent information, but hey, it's better than nothing. It's like little clues. And so these are the telepathic words I heard upon waking up when I asked, hey, what's going on? This is what I've heard. You have been accelerated. And I've heard you have been accelerated probably 15 times since 2009 telepathically. So I heard that again. And so I realize now that I have been accelerated. And so maybe this is why I'm having these type of out-of-body experiences and are able to visit other dimensions because I am evolving. I've evolved to a certain level, and now I'm hearing accesses have been granted. You know, the, uh, the security is unlocked for me in certain dimensional realms. And then I besides hearing you have been accelerated I heard mastery mastery I heard that twice and what that means is emotional mastery and I know this because I work on my emotional mastery on a day-to-day basis I work on, on being aware of my thoughts and my feelings and controlling them and choosing other high vibrational thoughts instead or making thought replacements and And so I I took that to mean that because of my level of mastery that I work on daily and that I teach about as well, and I I hold webinars on that, uh, private webinars, webinars. Um, you can go to my website and find out all these classes I teach uh, about that that can be taken individually as webinar. So you don't have to come to my center, which is located in South Florida. And so... Uh, I heard the word mastery so I had I, I knew that my, Me having these experience this reason out of the body was directly correlating to my mastery level and Then uh, I believe that that was it. That was it that I heard and um, Something comes to me a little bit later. I'll, sh- I'll share that with you and so Now, upon waking, I start thinking about and interpreting and analyzing the Sada body because it's very important to do so. I was lucid during it, which which means I had a level of memory recall. And, you know, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure it out. And I know my guides want me to figure it out. When I say my guides, I mean those etheric guides, those invisible guides that work with me daily. That have been assigned to me uh, to help me during this life incarnation and you have etheric guides as well and one time uh, it was last in 2015 when I experienced an unusual out-of-body and I woke up for from it and I was trying to piece it together figure out what what it meant what it represented and then I, I said to myself oh well, it's just it's just too difficult I just this appears too random I can't make any connections or see any patterns And then telepathically, I heard, in my own thought voice, try to figure it out. So then, after that time, that telepathic message in 2015, I realized they want me to figure it out. My guides and my angels are not going to spoon-feed me this information, though I'm able to receive telepathic information at times. And though I am an advanced channeler and I've received messages from over 40 different light beings, they want me to figure this one out. So they give me these clues and pieces, and they love it when I share, share about my experiences on this platform because it's about being cooperative with other human beings and sharing what I know. They love that the universe just loves when human beings do that and they're not competitive, and they don't keep the information to themselves, and they don't try to hide it, pretend it's a secret, or or they're not embarrassed by it. You know, what I share uh, takes a certain amount of courage to come forth with because it's kind of out there information. And prior to 2009, I lived a very conservative life, a very mainstream life. I was an accountant. I had a master's in accounting. I was also a CPA. Uh, So for me to share about these Let's just to say, uh, advanced. I'm hearing advanced topics. You know, it takes a certain amount of courage and initiative. And uh, and so I know they're they're they're, they're helping me out. Uh, I mean, they're 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 wanting me to piece it together. And I'm gonna be a big girl and accept that responsibility and not whine and uh, want want them to spoon feed it to me because it just ain't happening. Uh, so I would love to get your your take your um, views on it and another thing that happens sometimes when I wake up from these out-of-bodies I start to hear these what I think are random words but they're not random sometimes I hear people's first and last names that I don't know and then I have to Google them and I find out they're a type of person or sometimes they're people that I know of in real life but I don't have a close relationship with but all of a sudden I hear their first and last name and then I know that on some level I'm meant to support them you know, as a soul sister on this human plane. So when I woke up from this out of body, this, I heard an acronym. And to be honest with you, it was sent three times. And not only did I hear it, it was sent clairvoyantly, which means it was sent to my third eye, which is that space between your eyebrows. And that's where you receive your clairvoyant images. Your clairvoyant images are images that you receive inside your mind, but you don't see in front of you in the physical space. They're actually inside your head. Uh, and i would say they are in the front of my head they're right there they're not in the back sometimes memories come in as cuz i'm becoming more aware of how information comes into my cerebral area when i have a memory when i pull something from the past it seems like it's coming from a different part of my head but the third eye visions are right here they're right in front it's almost like you're viewing with a tv screen and so i receive the clairvoyant image of the word of the letters t period R, period, I, period, E, period, F, period, grief. Let's say it's very similar to the word grief, except there's a T, a, a T instead of a G. And when I received that word, I immediately made a, me, a memory connection because I said to myself, I need to remember this word so I can Google it when I'm at my computer later this morning. So I said to myself, remember, it's like the word grief. There's a T, so it's tree there's also periods like an acronym between each letter and so I received that about three times and later that morning when I uh, woke up and I googled it I, I, I have to be honest I couldn't get any good hits and so I'm hoping that this acronym will make sense to me in the future and sometimes that happens you receive information let's say pre before and then maybe in the future, it'll make sense to me. So I'm just gonna keep that in the back of my mind, the acronym TREEF, and, and see if something comes comes up in the f- near future with me on that to explain its meaning. And if you happen to know, wonderful. Put that on the comments. I would love love to be enlightened in that way. Um, I, I, share, uh, I share this experience about the out-of-body for so many reasons. Um, I share how you can uh, transit to another dimension. Uh, how you can go through the wormhole, uh, and also I uh, share how you can get psychic information and how you can telepathically communicate it, it, inside your own mind to your guides. Uh, this is all very value, valuable, valuable, valuable teachings I'm hearing. And so upon reflection on this body, I do feel that the Arcturians, though I did not see them, I don't think, in, in, their, in their form, they're invisible in that gymnasium, unless they were those human beings. Um, but again, I am so grateful at the least they were mentioned in that dream. And they get, they kind of gave me a gift, I believe, that phosphor and light mass that took me into the portal and, the, and that led me to that single human, a single DNA helix. And I believe what was shown to me was that somehow some sort of healing happened because when I flew over that single heli- helix, like a missing tile had latched back on. So I don't know if that represents my human DNA and somehow I received a a healing on a DNA level. I don't know. Or maybe I I viewed uh, a healing on the whole human consciousness DNA level. I'm not sure. That's yet to be discovered. And I'm very honest, I don't pretend that I know things that I don't know, but I will share when I receive Confirm confirming information telepathically but there are many things I don't know but there are many things I do know from my own experiences which is why I have this platform so uh, hopefully more illuminating clarifying information will be provided well I hope that was helpful to you I hope you understand a little bit more about out-of-bodies how they can occur uh, and how they occur naturally in a human being's sleep state, and how in an out-of-body you can go to another dimensional realm and have um, different interactions. And let me just say, another takeaway was that, you know, these men in that, let's say, office space, they do not re- want to reveal where they were from because they knew I would tell, talk about it, which of course I'm doing right away. Um, and. It made me wonder when I woke up that they were safeguarding that dimension's security. Maybe they knew something about human beings and some human beings' nature to want to dominate and all that. You know, we've had a history of human war since mankind has probably been trapped, uh, their evolution. So maybe he knew something about human nature on the earthly plane and and he was protecting his dimensional dimensional reality and And then so my question back immediately telepathically is well if he's if he's worried about human beings what they're gonna do with this information and then I'm gonna share it Why was I allowed access to begin with how did I get through the security the security gate? and obviously I was allowed in or else I just wouldn't have had that experience. So, it's—I'm very curious. It's like I was allowed in, but it was kept very private. And I can tell these men by their, uh, by their stances, by their postures, by their their facial features. Let's just say they were looking at me from the side of their eyes, and um, being very protective and like not wanting to reveal anything. I totally felt that energy from those men in that room. They're being very. I'm hearing the word cautious. They're being very cautious and careful. Uh, so that's my—that's still an outstanding question to the universe. I put that out there now. Sometimes I like to put my questions out there. And I say, hey, universe, could you please give me an answer on this sometime in the future? Why was I even allowed access to begin with if they're not gonna share? And uh, maybe it was just for me to share, share to you, to let you know that there are dimensional that, that there are some dimensional planes of reality uh, that a human being may have access to in not a body where now I understand and know that in these other some of these other dimensional planes of reality they're cautious they're protective and you know they have secure their security they're like our you know so maybe that's the biggest takeaway from the of body. Uh, to let you know of these other dimensional planes and the cautionary measures they take. I'm feeling that's what it is. I feel that's the qu- my question has been answered. That's the big takeaway. And that was the objective, that's what I'm hearing, uh, of me having this experience to share with you. You know, the United States, uh, these other countries, they're not the only ones that, that protect their citizens. Other dimensional realities have the same type of, uh, cautionary measures to protect their citizens. Okay, uh, I just want to say one more thing. Um, if you get a chance, please, I have a free ebook that I wrote, uh, Aristotle's Teachings for the New Age. I wrote that September 2015. It's a free e-book available in many uh, reading platforms. You can download it. And the links to it are available on my website, soulevolutioncenter.com. It's a series of channelings that I received from the famous philosopher and spirit, Aristotle to help you maneuver this new age of Aquarius that we are in. He shares beautiful words of uh, faith, hope, and inspiration that all is unfolding according to the divine plan. He has some specific practical exercises for you to help you with your daily life. So I encourage you to download it, it's for free. Um, You can read it at your leisure, and if you get a chance, do after reading it, leave a comment on smashwords.com. And uh, let me know what you think of uh, of the uh, ch- uh, series of channelings. All right, stay well and uh, and Namaste.